Hello, and welcome to Stonebridge Community Church's online service. I am Pastor John, and we are grateful that you are tuning in with us through worship this week. This week, we begin our sermon series entitled The Moses Legacy, where we're looking at key points in the life of Moses. And for six weeks, we'll be looking at Exodus and key moments in Moses' life in Exodus. Now, we can't cover everything. There's a lot more to Moses' story than just the moments that we will cover here. But we'll be looking at key moments of interaction where God reaches out to Moses or God is working through Moses somehow or God is setting the stage for Moses. So I'm grateful that you have checked in with us. I do want to encourage you to come and join us with our in-person services if you feel comfortable. We have an outdoor service at 5.30 on Saturday nights and an indoor service Sunday at 10.30. Church was designed to be a community of people who interact with one another. So when you are comfortable and when you are safe, we encourage you to meet with us in person to be part of our community at Stonebridge Community Church. The way that this online service works, though, you will hear some announcements right after this introduction. Then we'll move into the reading of the scripture and the preaching of the word. And then there will be three songs at the end to help guide you in your worship. So whether it's through the YouTube channel, whether it's through the podcast, God bless you. May you worship God. And we are glad that you have tuned in with us. Welcome to Stonebridge. Starting this weekend, Stonebridge is launching a new fall series called The Moses Legacy. The Moses Legacy will insightfully journey through the critical parts of Exodus, Leviticus, and Deuteronomy. Whether in person or by Zoom, plan on joining a growth group to deepen your experience and participation of this message series. You can find a list of groups and sign up by visiting the Stonebridge website. For the month of September, Stonebridge's global missions team is hosting Monday Mission Madness. 100% of the proceeds will benefit our partners in Haiti and Uganda as emergency relief is needed in both countries. Monday Mission Madness will also help bolster Simi Valley's local restaurants who have also been detrimentally affected by the pandemic as well. So give yourself a break on Mondays in September. Eat in or order takeout. Either way, it's a win-win-win. And this coming Monday, Jersey Mike's will donate 20% back to Stonebridge. Visit our website to download a flyer needed for the restaurant. Stonebridge has a job opening for a full-time youth and family ministries director. If you or someone you know would be interested in this position, please contact the church office. And lastly, we would love to know that you're participating in worship. Continue to share your news, prayers, and praises by emailing prayers at stonebridgecme.com. Or if you're following along in the Bible app, please take the time to fill out the e-connection card. You are an important part of Stonebridge's community of faith. And once again, welcome to worship. We are beginning our sermon series entitled The Moses Legacy, and we're looking at the book of Exodus for the first six weeks of this series, and specifically looking at the character of Moses. Moses is one of the central characters in the Bible. Moses really begins the relationship that God has with the actual people of Israel, at least after they leave Egypt, when they have an identity as the people of Israel. Moses is their leader. And we're going to be looking at key moments in Moses' life. And we're going to begin this week with the question, just who is Moses? So I'll be reading Exodus chapter 2, verses 11 through 15. And let's hear the word of God. 
One day, after Moses had grown up, he went out to his people and saw their forced labor. He saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his kinsfolk. He looked this way and that, and seeing no one, he killed the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. When he went out the next day, he saw two Hebrews fighting. And he said to the one who was in the wrong, Why do you strike your fellow Hebrew? He answered, Who made you a ruler and judge over us? Do you mean to kill me as you killed the Egyptian? Then Moses was afraid and thought, Surely the thing is known. When Pharaoh heard of it, he sought to kill Moses. But Moses fled from Pharaoh. He settled in the land of Midian and sat down by a well. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And please join me in prayer. Lord, as we look at your servant Moses, as we look at this individual whom you called to do great things, I ask, Lord, that you speak to us, that you help us understand what it is you call us to, and that through Moses' story, through this moment in Moses' life that we are looking at today, I ask that you help us understand the ways in which you call us, Lord. Speak to us now through your scriptures. It's in your name we pray. Amen. So who is Moses? That's the question that we're addressing today. I mean, there's different ways that you could answer this question, many different ways. One of the ways is to look back at Moses' influence in the Bible. I mean, Moses gets four entire books of the Bible dedicated to just him. And these are very long books of the Bible, too. Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, their stories are pretty much all about Moses. And then on top of that, it seems like every book after Deuteronomy is responding to Moses in some way. So, who is Moses? He's one of the greatest influences on the Bible. And when the Holy Spirit was inspiring the writers of Scripture to put these words down onto paper, Moses was the name that they heard very often. Moses was the person who came to mind that needed to be passed down. Moses is also the carrier of the law. God gives the law to Moses when Moses is on Mount Sinai. This happens in Exodus and it carries through to Leviticus. And then Leviticus has Moses coming down from Mount Sinai. Moses is the one who holds the law, who carries the law. So in the Gospels, whenever you hear the law of Moses, or, or even just the law, it's referring back to Moses' story. Moses, as the carrier of the law, he was a revealer of God's will. He helped the people understand what it was God wanted from them. So, one way we can answer the question, who is Moses, is to look back on how his story played out and look at basically the greatest hits of Moses and define Moses that way. But, if you just look at our story today and ask who is Moses, you get a very different answer. I love this story and this moment in Moses' life because it reveals all of this tension that Moses has. Though Moses will go on to do great things and become the preeminent leader of the Israelites, 
though he'll guide them through the desert for 40 years, though he'll take them to the edge of the promised land. Here in this moment, at the beginning of Exodus, Moses doesn't know any of that is about to happen. He doesn't know the way God is going to call him to be the leader of the Israelites. And Moses is just this person with all of this tension. Because if you asked who is Moses at this point, you could get a bunch of conflicting answers. Is Moses an Egyptian? Well, by some definitions, yes. Moses was raised in an Egyptian home. In fact, he was raised in Pharaoh's home. Though he wasn't born an Egyptian, Pharaoh's daughter sees Moses in, in this river and takes him and raises him as her own. So Moses would have been raised with all of these privileges of Egyptian royalty. He would have been raised in the palace. He would have been raised right there next to the center of power in Egypt. So is he Egyptian? Well, in a lot of ways, yes. But who is Moses? Is Moses a Hebrew? Well, Moses was born to a Hebrew woman. Those were his people. And here in this story that we read, those two pieces of his identity are coming into conflict. Moses doesn't know exactly who he is. He sees his kinsfolk, the Hebrews, who are now under slavery. They're under oppression. And he sees an Egyptian beating one of them. And he murders the Egyptian. So he's identifying with the Hebrews there. But then a few days later, he tries to break up a fight. And it's clear that the Hebrews don't accept him as one of their own. The Hebrew says, what are you going to do? Kill me like you killed the Egyptian? And this is, who made you judge over us? And then Pharaoh wants to take Moses' life. And you see this moment where if Moses thought he was Egyptian, well, Pharaoh wants to kill him now, so that's not going to work out. If he thought he was Hebrew, they're not accepting him, so that's not going to work out. So then Moses flees to this place called Midian. And you just have to wonder, who is Moses at this point? What is he about? He ends up becoming a shepherd also. Now, we know how this story is going to end. But Moses, in this moment, he doesn't know how this story is going to end. He doesn't know which way things are going to go. He's sitting there by a well in Midian, having fled from everything he knows. And I just can't help but think that he's asking him, He's asking some form of the question, who am I? Maybe he's asking more in the way of what am I supposed to do? Where do I go from here? What, what do I do in this moment now? Who is Moses? I think that those are questions that are very common for all of us. The who am I? What am I supposed to do? What, what do I do now? We've all had, I think, those moments where things felt like they're falling apart, where you don't really know what it is you're supposed to be called to. We can look back on some of those moments, or perhaps we're in the middle of that moment, and we're wondering about who we are. We don't know how the story is going to play out. So we're sitting there grasping at what is our identity? Who, who are we? Now, as I think about Moses and I think about him sitting there by that well and all the things that have happened and the way 
every means by which he defined himself has been upended. I almost wish that Moses understood the reformed understanding of vocation. As I say that, you probably are like, what? Where'd that come from? But I think, I think if Moses is really wrestling with those questions, and if he's sitting there wondering, who am I? What am I supposed to do here? The reformed idea of vocation is actually incredibly helpful for anybody asking those kinds of questions. Now, what is the reformed idea of vocation? What, what am I talking about? In reformed theology, which is where Presbyterianism finds itself, it's the reformed branch of Christianity, we have this idea of vocation and calling, and there's actually a slight distinction between calling and vocation. According to the reformers, theologians that we inherited their theology, every human being has a calling. It was given at the, the creation of humanity. The ultimate calling of every human being was to have dominion over the world, to help rule this world in the way God wanted it to be ruled to look after it, to care for it. That was the calling of all human beings given to Adam and Eve at the very beginning. Now, it wasn't to just destroy the world or use it as we want to use it or use it for our own ends. That's not what ruling means or having dominion means in the Bible. This calling that was given to human beings, it was to rule alongside God justly, to, to care for the world God had created. That was the original calling of all human beings, but the fall ruined that. The fall distorted our ability as humans to live into that calling, to accept that calling. And our judgment became clouded, and it became impossible for us to live into the calling God had given all humans. But then through Jesus, our calling is restored. Because Jesus comes and fulfills that calling of God. Being very God in human form, Jesus is the one who rules over the world, who is preeminent over all creation. Jesus fulfills that calling for us. So when we are found in Jesus, we can then fulfill the calling of all human beings. And what that means is humans are called to be part of Jesus's church, to follow Jesus, to point to Jesus, to let people know who Jesus is, because Jesus is the one who fulfilled the ultimate calling of human beings, of living a perfect life, of being fit to rule over creation. That's the Reformed understanding of calling. So, with the question, who is Moses? In that moment, Moses is a, a flawed human being who has just committed a grievous sin of murder. But he's still a human being that God loves, that God is calling to serve both the world and to serve God. Because that is true of all human beings. That's the calling for each and every one of us. And in those moments where we are wondering, who am I? What am I supposed to be doing? Well, Ultimately, you are called to be found in Jesus, to be part of Jesus' church, to be part of these people who are followers of Jesus, who are trying to give the world a glimpse of the kingdom of God. That's the calling of each and every human being. Now, not everybody accepts that calling. 
But that is a core part of each and, and all of our identities. So in that moment, if Moses had had the relationship with God that he'll have later on, and if Moses had had privy to all of this knowledge about the, the Israelites' relationship with God, I think he would have had an easier time here wondering, who am I? And I think each and every one of us, when we accept that calling, we accept that as part of our identity, it clarifies some things for us. But the reformers, they didn't stop there in this idea of vocation. Because though we have this grand calling that every single human has, each and every person is going to have a specific vocation. And, and vocation, it comes from the Latin term for voice. So it's pretty similar to the idea of calling, but it's a little more specific and defined. Because you, as a human being, you have been given certain gifts by God. There are things that you are good at that other people aren't good at. You may have had trouble finding what those things are. But everybody is called to serve in some way with their different giftings. As the Apostle Paul talks about, some are gifted at prophecy. Some are gifted at healing. Some are gifted in uh, other spiritual gifts. God has blessed each and every one of us with different things that we are good at. That, that others aren't. And we're, we get vocations to bring those tasks, not just to the church, but also to the world. What I love about the, the reformers and their understanding of this idea of calling and vocation is that they lifted up everybody's work as equally valuable. So... The, the magistrate who ruled over the city was just as important as the priest who administered the sacraments. And the milkmaid was just as important as the bishop who oversaw the churches. The reformers put everybody in the same category. We all have different gifts. We all have things that are critical, that are important. And it's our job to bring those to the world when we can. But here's the thing that I think Moses would have been served well by too. And each and every one of us is served well by as well. Whereas your grand calling doesn't change, you're always called to be found in the church, to be serving Jesus, to be pointing people to Jesus. That never changes. Your calling doesn't change. Your vocation will. Sometimes God will use your gifts in a certain way for a certain amount of time. And then circumstances in your life change. And all of a sudden, you have to shift and use your gifts in a different way. Your vocation changes. It's not just a career, but it's, a, it's an actual vocation from God, but it'll change. For a season in our world, most of us, our vocation is to be a student. We grow up being students. And then... At some point, being a student ends and you build a career. And then at some other point later in life, your career ends, you enter into retirement, but your vocation doesn't end. You just receive a new vocation at that point. As we go through life, God will have different tasks, different assignments for the ways we can use our gifts, different vocations that we are called to. And when we understand that, I think Moses' story becomes a little easier to understand as well here. 
Is Moses a Hebrew? Yes. Is Moses an Egyptian? Yes. He's both of those things at one time because in order for somebody to take on Pharaoh down the road, they have to understand how the Egyptian palace works. And in order for somebody to understand what the Hebrews actually needed, it had to be somebody who came from the Hebrew people who was an Israelite. Moses' gifts are uniquely situated for this moment. Is Moses a murderer? We have to say yes. But does that define him for the rest of his life? Is there no redemption in Moses' life? Obviously, there is redemption in Moses' life. It doesn't mean that the murder he committed was okay. It doesn't mean that it makes it all good. It's still an evil that he committed, but he's forgiven. God can still use him. And is Moses a shepherd in Midian? For that season in his life, yes. And maybe Moses spends seven years being a shepherd out in Midian because God is going to need somebody who knows how to lead a bunch of ornery animals because the Israelites are going to be difficult in the desert. So leading the sheep, it may have helped Moses navigate that. Who, who knows? But this is the truth for each and every one of us, regardless of what we've done, regardless of what we're struggling with, God places a call on our lives. And God wants to use the gifts that each and every one of us has so that others can find hope, so others can find redemption. Who is Moses? Ultimately, he's a child of God who is forgiven by God, who God wants to use to lead the Israelites. And who is Aaron? Moses' brother. I haven't introduced him yet, though he will come into play in numerous of these stories. Aaron is called to actually speak for Moses. Because Moses doesn't have every single gift. Moses is slow of speech. He can't actually speak. He doesn't think he's called to leadership because he can't speak, but his brother Aaron can speak. So God uses Aaron's gift as well. And you start to see that this is how God works. God calls us with our gifts to certain tasks for a certain season so that the world can function, so people can get a glimpse of the kingdom of God and people can know who God is. That's who Moses is. A child of God that God is working through. And that's who you are also. A child of God whom God wants to work through. Whatever it is you're dealing with, whatever it is you've done, whatever struggles you've done, however you're defining yourself now, at your core, you are a child of God through whom God wants to work to bless others. So may we accept God's calling. And when we ask the question, who am I? May we answer with a child of God through whom God wants to work. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.
never sing Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe We can live for you Jesus, the name above every other name Jesus, the only one who could ever save Worthy of every breath we could ever Build my 
Friends, wherever God may take you, wherever you may go, whenever you hear that question rising up inside of you, who am I? May you know that the answer is that you are a child of God through whom God wants to work and that you are dearly loved by God. So wherever you go, may you go in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, and the love of the Father. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, go in peace. Amen.